The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Hi, welcome to Past Yet Present. I'm Marilyn Papp, spiritual medium and author of Love is Greater Than Pain. Those who passed share our need for love, understanding, and resolution. Together, we go from communication to collaboration. Welcome back to Past Yet Present. We've been talking about integration of the expansion and living in two worlds. If somebody we love is out of body, that they're, well, they're no longer in the physical world, so to speak, in the way that we know but they're still in our world. Our love for them is there. The reciprocity is there, of course, too. And that's, of course, what we're talking about, opening ourselves up, allowing the vibration to rise so that we can hear and feel and have more of a conversation going. And we talked to Michaela's mom, Carrie, who talks about how she knows that when she's doing this, it's helping her daughter. It makes it easier for her daughter to get through And to be honest, when I channel Michaela, she talks about and has for a while now working with other kids out there who gravitate towards the kids who can figure out how to have a reciprocal relationship with their parents in real time. Now, everybody is always wanting to help us, looking out for us. There are always the sayings they're watching over us. They are. They are. And of course, we don't know why sometimes close calls, we're intercepted, and other times things happen that we just can't understand. One thing we have learned about is transformation, and we've talked about water coming in as ice or as steam, and it's it's water. It's still the same compound, and it can take many forms. And love, love is, well, it's a concept. What kind of form? Is it solid? Is it, well, it's rock solid and we know it's expansive and we know it grows and we know it's reciprocal. How can we best allow ourselves to reach out confidently or even not confidently just to be able to expand? We have a theater kid and when you have a theater kid like anyone else that a kid is into, you're going to meet all the other parents whose kids are into whatever it is. And there was one kid whose parents showed up at every single performance of every single thing, which is what we would do. And we would kind of yuck it up with each other and say, yep, you know, we don't, you know, cause you know, something could happen at one that doesn't happen at another one. You always want to be there. Well, very unfortunately, this mom went out of body a few years ago and she's been coming in and she channels to her son and also to other members of her family. But what came in when I was thinking about how to best expand 
without working too hard, without trying too hard, how could we best expand to allow the incoming, to allow ourselves to hear and feel, and also to allow out what we're feeling? And she came right in and she said, sometimes you just need to go to some of the old patterns. So before we talk about that, let's just get comfy and take a deep breath. We clothe ourselves in a robe of light composed of the love, the power, and wisdom of divine consciousness. We wear it not only for our own protection, but also so that those who see it or come in contact with it will be drawn to divine and healed. So this mama who's out there is kind of chuckling and saying, it's interesting because she has maintained some intimate relationships. Of course, she's out of body now, so it's a lot different. But one thing that she would do with her son, he's a theater guy. So when he's in New York, walking from here to there or running for the subway or going to auditions or going to rehearsals, he would always call his mom and talk to her on the phone. So now he talks to her and he goes walking and he talks to her. And if he can, he does it out loud. If there are a whole lot, well, it's New York City. I think there are probably a lot of people walking around talking. And just a little aside, I remember many years ago, it shows how old I am, when they came out with the headphones to attach to your phone. And my husband said, you know, you really better keep them on all the time, whether you have the phone on or not. So that way they don't drag you away when you're just talking away as you're choosing your fruit and vegetables at the grocery store. So yes, it's a really good way to remain incognito when you're talking to out-of-body people and nobody else can see them. But this is what happened. He would start just telling his mom everything that was going on. And eventually he would hear more and more to the point where he could feel her. He could feel her intention. He could feel the content right from the very beginning. When she went out of body, any playbill he was in, when he thanks everyone, he thanks his mom and says, you have the best seat in the house. I can guarantee she's hugging me right now. I can guarantee you that she does. When our kids were, this young man and our daughter, they were doing, you know, back in high school, they were doing the plays. I could always see, or whether there was a band thing or an orchestra, whatever it was, you could see the out-of-body people off to the side watching their kid. They had the best seat in the house. They weren't out in the audience. They were kind of on the side, kind of with them. I would see my dad right behind my father when he would be playing. My brother's a, a musician. It's so funny. They're laughing out there because we're talking about theater and he does a lot of theater. And of course, we can't see him when he's in the pit. But when he's doing something that we can't see him, I would I would always see, or at least since 88, see my dad there. And now, of course, I see my mom there, too. When you're watching someone with a lot of young people, you're always hoping not to see people or, or at least grandparents anyway. But one thing we can reassure ourselves of is that his mom still has literally, literally, it isn't a seat at all, the best seat in the house she can see him. She can access him. She can talk to him about it before he goes in. He, right before the curtain opens, she can give him a hug. They have this reciprocal relationship going on because he basically, this is, you know, it's, it's funny because um, I just saw him recently and we were talking and he didn't talk about this, but his mom is and says that it's so important to share. She feels 
that he felt the need to continue the relationship the way it was. And that was during his many hours of walking wherever he's going in New York, he would talk to his mom. And by doing that, he felt better. And eventually he was learning that his mom felt better. You see, what Carrie was saying is that so much that we do, if we don't have the impetus to do it for ourselves, we can do it for them. And like I said, when we were talking with Carrie, we, re we hear all the time that everything we put out comes to them and it matters to them and it makes them happy. So even if you don't know for sure, even if the mind isn't grabbing on, you can do what our young theater guy does and do what you need to do for your own heart for your own walking on the earth, for your own stability. And he gifted his mom. And his mom knew how to help with the reciprocity. Because this is a, a relationship that's always been so reciprocal. He and his mom, she and his dad too, they've always been there, you know, to support him. And he's doing rather incredible things. Maybe we'll ask him to come on sometime. And talk about how in the middle of a busy, expanding, and exciting life, he's sharing it cognitively, consciously, and most of the time out loud in terms of him with his mom. And he gets weaves. And how does he? We'll ask him to come on and talk about how he downloads. But, you know, it's funny because I'll still channel for him and she'll try and come in with, you know, a little bit here and there, a little details about this or that. But basically on an intimacy level, they've got it down. They've got this. And of course, it's still fun to channel and you want to talk about things fast and, you know, but she doesn't need to be fast with him. The reason she's bringing it up is that channeling, I am so humbled and grateful. I get to witness love and healing in action. I get to see the beauty of the continuum and apply it to my own life in ways that I wouldn't be able to otherwise. Sometimes I'm channeling things that are so brand new and I ask divine to allow me to remember and be part of and share the love part, the expansion part, the content that's for who I'm channeling for. But we're all in this together in terms of the expansion and in terms of taking some responsibility, even with our grief, this is channeled in, allowing yourself to have responsibility during and in the midst of grief, to look at and think about some of the old patterns. One thing I thought about, especially when my parents went out, your parents might be the ones helping you through going through a loss. Who's going to help us? Who's going to, as a parent, well, they want to help us. And they would love to feel us leaning on them. Hey, you know, you're the one I'd be talking to about this if this is your situation. And how am I supposed to get through this? You're the one I would come and lean on. Lean on them, even if they're not out of body. Allow yourself to do that. Because what comes arm in arm, and there's a reason you're using the terms arm in arm, when we allow ourselves to on the earth plane, and it's a magnet, I'm feeling, and if you're feeling it too, I'm feeling my feet, magnetize to the earth plane, 
talking to and loving our out-of-body peeps and animals and those we love out there, it's not going to pull us away from our body. We're not going to fly out and not know how to come back. We're here for a reason. And the more we integrate our lives with them, with our lives, with the people we love in body and out of body, like we talked about last time, integrating those worlds. And sometimes you just feel like you're in one and sometimes the other. But we have this magnificent gift right now. We're a spiritual entity inside the body. So we have the antenna system. We have this fight or flight system. All systems go, but we have everything we came in with and we tend to forget that. Some people come in with more soul memory. Some people come in with what they perceive to be more intuition. I firmly believe that we all come in with access just by who we are. We're spiritual beings. If you're walking around and another human who happens to see auric fields or a camera can pick up on it, it doesn't mean yours isn't there just because you can't see it or you're not thinking about it. We're interactive energetically with everyone. So when we're hurting and we're wanting somebody, and if we're driving, they're usually shotgun right with us. It's a great time. Somehow we don't know we're safe, it feels, we're cautious, we're not speeding, and we're getting help. But sometimes when we're distracted that way and driving or doing something else, art or some art form, or doing whatever it is we love, we can be downloading in ways that we can't even imagine things will be coming in usually when we're somewhat distracted. I have a feeling, and our mama here that we're talking about says that her son just started talking to her because he needed to. That was what he did. And he just felt like she was right there. She had some medical issues, and it took a few days for her to transition. And she was not fully conscious, but was conscious in terms of getting her messages across and letting people know how much she loves them. So she was present in that way. She feels that she never lost, regardless of her going out of body, her attachment, her connection, her love, and all she wanted to do after that transition is how do I maintain that? How do I expand it? So everyone I love, can have the best life they can possibly have. And that includes everyone in her family. Their needs are all very different. But she wants to talk about this son of hers because, well, there was some grieving time, but then he continued with his art and he went out there and he was on stage and it was probably a very good healing process for him. But was his need was like everybody. Sometimes I need my mom. And so he talked to his mom, maybe with the assumption, maybe with the trust, maybe knowing, and she's saying that wild horses, even spiritual horses, could not keep me back from being with the people I love. And so maybe without deciphering it, she's saying, maybe without saying, hey, if I talk to you, you'll talk to me. Yeah, he could, he could feel the wave. Yeah, he could feel her he was used to the idea of their relationship being that deep and so knowing. Sometimes we have relationships where somebody gets you before you even get yourself. And those are blessings. And those are the people who remember us and themselves to an extent on a soul level. 
if you're choosing to listen to this, you obviously do to a pretty extensive level. And you know what? We have to be very careful, I'm being directed to say, is not make assumptions because people shift and change so very quickly in terms of opening up. When people go out of body and they have the life review, and again, it's the only time they joke out there that if you want to talk about hell, it's the life review. And that's people joking around that no matter how hard they try, they weren't perfect, or maybe they didn't say something. We're talking about good people who are all, of course, in light. And yet we still look at a life review when we go out there to understand why, why we didn't jump in when somebody was crying or why we had a knee-jerk reaction to this or why we followed a pattern we swore we wouldn't have. So we have the life review not to have shame and get ourselves upset, but to understand as we go further into the life review, looking at the parents, the caretakers, the relatives, the society, the commercials that were shown to us, what was going on, what was happening. And we can understand and have compassion for ourselves that might have picked up something along the way that we might not consciously want, and we can examine it and let it go. That's what consciousness is. So if we're doing that kind of thing, let's do it here. More and more people are doing that life review here. It's part of our evolution. We're having this opportunity, especially on the heels of such a frightening pandemic, such a frightening time, climate-wise, and with so much going on in the world. We need an anchor, and yet we want to be rockets. It's important to be a rocket. We can allow our energy to go out there. We'll find our way home. You found your way here. You found your way into your body. You sleep at night, hopefully, we, and we find our way back. The thing is, by communing with those we love out of body, it secures us here. It doesn't make us flighty or go out of body. Yeah, we can go out of body and travel and have fun, but it doesn't pull us out of body in terms of passing. It doesn't do that. Our connection to communicate is while we're doing, while we're loving, while we're feeling. And as we've said, love is that key. So this young man is walking to his rehearsals, which he loves, in the place he wants to be on Broadway. And he's talking to his mom because his joy is too big and he wants to share it with her. She doesn't even want to say that, the word grief, but it's so big because she needs to be there. So he talks to her. She's telling us about her need to be there. And he acknowledges it in the playbills every time. And she is there. She has not missed anything. And of course, if she were in body and he was doing a national tour when COVID struck, and with that going on, unless she's laughing, you know, people our age will make jokes about not that she was into the Grateful Dead or, or Fish or, you know, there are people who go following things around and bands around. Well, of course, you'd want to do it with your kid. But in a normal life, it's very hard to do. She doesn't recommend going out of body to catch theater. However, her son is an anchor, her heart, her love. She needs to be with him, talking to him. Does it lower her vibration? No, it's all joy. It's all expansion. It's all love. And what they're doing out there, like our dear friend Michaela, who's coming into her parents. This young man is feeling his mom 
wanting the direction, wanting to know how to do it. And she learned how to do it. Basically, in those days, she focused on staying as conscious as she could. I'm told to tell you there's a whole crowd of people here. Very, very often, people who are going out of body, usually older or who have had some illness, and it's a more leisurely going out as opposed to something quick and traumatic. Their words, I, I don't know if I would call it that, but they're doing that on purpose to talk about the fact that sometimes people in body will, they'll wait for people to show up, whether they're conscious or not. They'll wait for people to leave, whether they're conscious or not, because they won't want somebody in the room. They get to decide they're really more in charge than we know. And one thing that happens is if you've been by somebody who's getting ready to, oh God, are they funny out there? It is not a funny topic, but they will do this often to try and lighten. They're disembarking and they're embarking on the other plane. I would never treat it this lightly. They're doing it and they're poking me and they're saying, we're doing this on purpose because it's about light. It's about staying light. And when your heart's breaking, that's not so easy to do. So we're talking about lightness of being when we are feeling the heaviest we can possibly feel. So if somebody is getting ready to go out of body, sometimes there'll be something that's described medically, scientifically, and it's called apnea. And the person, or it looks like the body that the person is in, the body catches a breath or stops breathing and it might look to somebody that they have passed and then all of a sudden it's like <gasps> and they catch their breath and that's called apnea and again there are medical reasons for it spiritually we're told over and over and over that the person who's getting ready to go out of body is able to feel the love on the ground floor here and they're able to feel the people out of body who are with them, who are chaperoning them, who are helping them, just like birth. Hopefully there's a nice greeting committee and just like going out of body, there usually, there always is. Nobody goes out of body alone. Even if they're the only body in the room, there are out of body people with them. I've seen this happen and a group of us were with someone we love and it looked to me like he sat up very suddenly. And I guessed because I thought he sat up very suddenly. Everyone else in the room gasped because he turned gray and looked like he had passed. And I did a little double take and realized I was seeing him rising up out of his body. The hullabaloo that happened in the room with everyone gasping, he slammed himself back in and went, what, what? And became conscious again. Um... This happens. It, it happens with people who are more fully unconsciously seeming where they tell us after they ch they're out of body and they channel in, do you remember what happened? I practice going out of body a couple of times because my mom or dad or whoever is out here, I wanted to make sure that I would have access to everyone or else I'm not going. And there are a lot of people out there who, uh, very, very beautifully put that out there. Show me how I can have access to both. I have access to both now. 
They are able to see and feel. When my mom was on hospice, one hospice nurse remarked to me, you know, they sometimes start to see people that you can't see, but it brings them great comfort if you agree with them. And I just smiled at him and said, oh, I see him too. And he, his face lit up. I do too, he said. That's why I do this. Imagine going around and affirming and helping people to understand the reality of what's going on, because how would we know otherwise? How would we know? So we see what looks very, very scary. Somebody stops breathing, and a few seconds go by, and then, no, they didn't pass. They gasp for air, and it looks like they're suffering. And I have heard over and over and over again, they're not suffering at all. Whatever the body is doing is what the body is doing. They are literally going out of body with their out-of-body loved ones, making sure that they can see, that they have access, and then they go back in their body and it's like, okay, okay, I can, I can do this now. They love us that much. They have the need to know they can get through to us. It makes them happy. They also, oh, some people just yelled, it helps us know that we could be forgiven, we could be loved, or whatever it is we did, or whatever mistakes we made. Love is love is love, and it's going to be there. And even if they make you angry, I can't tell you how many people have welcomed their loved ones yelling at them for the dumb thing they did that, whether this or that, or even how they went out of body. And they say, thank you, because at least you're communicating with me. You're yelling at me, you're getting it off your chest, but doesn't that say, you know, we're here? Like we talked about when we use the phrase rest in peace, they're not resting. They want to, They have a lot to do, but peace, yes. But when we say rest in peace, if we're asking them to rest, that means that they're viable. Yes, they are. And our needs are the same as their needs, right? They were in body just like us. We've been out of body. We'll be out of body again. But while we're here, it matters. It matters that we raise the vibration for us and for them, for our own hearts, for those around us, and for all. We're becoming lighthouses. And we can shine our light anywhere. But when we really begin to understand and know that we are the light, we're a lighthouse without anything blocking the light. In other words, you're blowing the roof off the dump, as Letterman used to say when he had a good band on. You're basically blowing the roof off so that the light is there for anyone to feel or perceive. It's like when we do our mantra, which we did, yes, right at the beginning. I think we did. Yes, we didn't. If we didn't, let's do it now. We clothe ourselves in a robe of light composed of the love, the power, and the wisdom of divine consciousness. We wear it not only for our own protection, but also so that those who see it or come in contact with it will be drawn to divine and healed. Somewhere in my little brain, I think we did it, but if we, if, if we did, then good, let's do it again to remind ourselves to go for the sweetness, go for the love, it might feel out of left fields because the person isn't in body, but let's go for what will help us feel better. Go sit in their favorite place. Talk to them in the car. Walk their dog, walk our dog, walk anyone's dog. Look at the sky. But you know what? 
Think about what you need. What you need. I feared a guy. He just wanted his mama to share with her what he always did. And the joy and the beauty of this magnificent life that he's created and that she's so proud of him for doing is expanded and happy because she's included every day, every day. Yes, for everything she gave him every step of the way, but also for every step of the way as he walks through Broadway to get to his rehearsal and to get to his performance. And he knows He knows his mom has the best seat in the house. And you know what she wants to share? (laughs) It's usually a pretty full house, especially if you get some of them older actors. I mean, this this guy is young, but it's really interesting. There are a lot of older (laughs) thespian theater goers. When we go to places like this, I will usually see the people hanging around with other people. I never want to be invasive, but like, again, when you're at the heart surgery waiting room and you look at every pod of people, whether there's one or many, you can see the many out-of-body people surrounding them. Think of in a theater when people are doing parts that other people did who came before them. There's a lot of great resurgence stuff. Imagine somebody who won a Tony for something, seeing somebody go on tour with it now or a revival. Think of all the loved ones who I'm getting a whole lot of, couldn't afford to go to the theater. Uh, But also access and distance are out of bodies. You just get to invite them in. And believe me, they're saying they come uninvited as well. Yes, they do, because they love us and they love what we're doing. But when we make the decision to speak because it soothes our own heart, it soothes theirs as well. And she's right with him, drinking in everything he needs to pour out. It's like a prayer going back and forth of love, the content that we always, that they shared with each other, and that they don't have to go up on because they're divided by a vibration. They can have access, it can't be the same. And it's so important what Michaela's mom, Carrie, talked about that it isn't a magic, well, it is a magic thing. They're all yelling, yes, it is a magic thing. But it isn't like a magic pill that takes away the grief, the crying, all of that. This mom wants to say that sometimes when he's walking back after performance and he knows he nailed it, and she's crying right now, sometimes it's hard for him to not physically hug her. And they'll just walk together and he'll be a little quiet and he'll just say, I know. And she's just there. It's hard sometimes. But you can make it the best it can be for both you and all the loveys out there, not by denying what's going on. Not at all. But remembering the need you have and the love that goes back and forth and the joyful need you have, like to be at every performance or to be right there when somebody is doing their sports thing or writing or that image of the parent holding onto the bike and the training wheels come off. Yeah, you're surrounded. Doesn't mean you shouldn't wear a helmet. Doesn't mean you can't be careful. But they're with us. If we look inside us, 
for what we love the most, love the most with this relationship, we can be sure they're right on board. And that's a boat we share and it's sailing along, whether the vibration is physical or spiritual, whatever that vibration is, that exists, that love exists and the reciprocity flies from her to him and back and forth and it blesses anyone near him. The world is thick with souls loving us, watching over us, helping us. The world is thick with souls just here. We cry out in our need. Oh, of course we do. Now let's cry out. If you haven't yet, maybe you do it in dreams and maybe you do it not even consciously. I have a feeling we all do it. <laughs> she just said when you hug a doggy and it goes out further than the doggy, it's how we get it out there too. Sometimes she says how somebody hugs the dog. They know that hug is for them and the doggy is the is the willing participant to drink it in and pass it on. But the love is there. If you think about the ways you love to share it, look up and even if you feel like, whatever you feel like, go to where that sharing is full and rich and loving and expanding and heard. Because that's the world we live in. They hear it, they know, they walk with us. They're not peeping palms, they're not inappropriate, but they walk with us and they love us. We can talk about what we need. Usually it matches up with what they need. This is one mother and son who plan to do this for a long, 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 long time. And then they'll be out of body, probably one of these famous places I don't even know if these places are still there. Sardis or Tavern on the Green. You know, I was into theater many years ago. And they'll go over everything. And they'll talk about it. And they'll have fun with it. But they won't have missed a beat. His heart is beating. But all the love in her heart beats still. It's soul love. It's soul wisdom. It's, it's soul expansion. And all of these commitments and love Every situation started out there with love and intention. We can choose to continue this. And I'm told to tell you that it's easier on us than not. Holding ourselves so tight. Oh God, it's hard. It's hard to carry. Allowing ourselves to melt, cry, reach out, hug. And just love. Loving them. You're continuing to love them, whether they're here in body or out of body. Share it with them, talk to them about it, and just watch the reciprocity or feel the reciprocity, or just don't think too much and know. The love surrounds you always, always. They may be past, but boy, are they present. Until next time. Thank you for sharing this energy in space. Together, we collaborate, raising the vibration for all. I'm Marilyn Cap, author of Love is Greater Than Pain, and you can find me at marilyncapp.com. Remember, the healing continues with those who are past yet present.
If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.